to what extent does our energy have to be like drained or compromised by toxic or unnecessary relationships, friendships, and even interactions before we realize that it's time to reevaluate and clean it up? And this goes for social media and in real life. So in simpler terms, cutting people off or placing them where they belong. And like I said in episode two, our values change as life changes, but so does the way that we relate to people. So let's forget for a moment that social media exists, right? Forget about all the followers you have and even that person, you know, that you have on Facebook that you went to high school with, but you never talked to them. You probably would never hang out with them. But for some reason, you don't remove them off of your social media. I don't know why, but whatever. So forget about that for a second and think about the people that you interact with on a consistent basis, right? You text them, you call them, and, you know, they could be near or far because distance doesn't, you know, necessarily mean that you're not close. You can keep, you know, relationships strong even if the person lives far away. But think about it. How do you keep these relationships strong? Like, how do you maintain these friendships, So for me, it's making sure that I create time to meet up with the person, hang out, you know, do something fun together. And if they don't always live, if they don't live close to me, you know, I make sure I keep the communication strong, whether it's through phone calls or FaceTime, even if it's not every day, because let's face it, we're all really busy and it's impossible to talk to someone every single day. But for the most part, you're caught up on the important things going on in their life. You know, you're there for them if they're going through something difficult and vice versa. They do the same thing for you. But now I want to take it to a deeper level. What value do these people bring to your life? And most importantly, how do you feel when you're around them and after you hang out with them? Because whether we realize it or not, we are the company that we keep. And I know that's like such a cliche thing to say and it's such a typical quote, right? I've probably read that a bunch of times, but it's true. Like we obviously have our our own identity, we're our own person, but inevitably we soak in another person's energy on some level if we're constantly interacting with them or spending a lot of time with them. And the purpose of having people in your life and choosing the relationships that you do is because, you know, besides the emotional connection and the support, it's to add value. It's to learn from them, you know, to share common interests and goals, to have fun together. Otherwise, the foundation is superficial or it's based on bullshit like gossip or dislike for another person. It's phony. And all that does is is end up being negative. But the healthy, solid relationships is when, you know, you build each other up. There is never any judgment. You're there to help each other and enjoy the important parts of your life together. You're constantly cheering on each other's success. And when you're around the right people, success breeds success. Because let's face it, that's the bottom line. You can't grow in life if you have people who are bringing you down, even if it's not necessarily their intention. You know, people tend to talk a lot about red flags when it comes to like the dating scene or your romantic relationships, but red flags exist in friendships and even in family dynamics as well. And they can bring you down just as much, if not even more, if you're not paying attention. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna share a quote with you. I'm sure you've heard this quote before. It goes like this: Pay attention to the people who don't clap for you when you win. That's a huge red flag to me when it comes to a friendship or a relationship, right? But you know what stands out to me even more? Paying close attention to the people who stopped clapping for you when you win. The ones who used to celebrate your wins until you reached a place in your life where they have not. And now you start to notice that their energy is changing towards you and you realize that they see you as a competition and their jealousy and their insecurities no longer allow them to be proud, supportive or genuinely happy for you. And I've experienced this in the past with people in my life, people from the outside and even certain family members. It becomes a very unhealthy dynamic and it creates tension. Okay, and it starts to deteriorate the relationship that you have with the person. And not only that, it, it, it starts to make you feel guilty for your success and your good life. None of which anyone should ever feel guilty about. And I was in this place where I started feeling the need to dim down my own light or my own, you know, cheerfulness. You know, and before I keep going, I, I want to make it a point to say when I when I talk about cheerfulness, right, I don't mean there's a there's a time and a place for everything. Right. So if someone in my life is going through a rough time and they're going through something difficult, obviously, I'm not showing up to to them. You know, I'm, I'm going there to be there for them and to be supportive. I'm not going there to be cheerful and boast about something going on in my life. Right. It's 100 percent about them. I'm going to be there to support them, be there for them you know, get through whatever it is that they're going through. So it's not that kind of situation. You know, it's not that kind of scenario. I'm talking about just a normal interaction with, with this these type of people, right? Where I'm, naturally my person my personality is I'm very high energy. You know, I'm always smiling. I'm cheerful. I have like a happiness about me from the inside out, right? So when I'm around these certain type of people, it's like I feel like I have to bring that energy or that cheerfulness down because it makes them feel uncomfortable or they can't relate to it. And that starts to make me feel like I had to, you know, downplay how good my life is because these certain people would be miserable in their own lives. And, you know, they say misery loves company, but I had nothing to be miserable about with them or I had nothing to complain about. So for someone with that mindset, if I'm not relating to them on that level, they start looking at it like I'm just bragging or showing off, right? Or I'm acting like my life is perfect, you know, and it's possible, like for people to just live a good life and not have things to complain about or choose to, you know, you know, handle their life and then and not complain about things or not, um, you know, be miserable about certain things. So in reality, it's not that I'm bragging or showing off. I'm just I'm living my life and I'm content with my life. And, you know, these people have this mindset and I'm here with my mindset like, Everyone has their own path and their own journey. So I never understood this thing with comparing, you know, your life to someone else's life because it's never been a thought for me to compare where where I am in my life to where anyone else is, especially to the people closest to me. You know, I feel like we all have a different purpose in our life. Like that's the point to find your purpose and to walk in that purpose and to have, you know, your own path, your own journey and your, you know, your own decisions that you make for your own life. How can you feel a type of way about someone else's life? It has nothing to do 
with yours. You know, your role in their life is supposed to be a supportive person. You know, you're supposed to be there for them and vice versa. You're supposed to get that from them as well. So, you know, this whole jealousy thing or this whole acting, starting to act differently towards people, it, it, I don't like it. And I feel like it happens so often, you know. But I'm here to say that it's okay to be confident and proud of the life you live. That doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're cocky. It doesn't mean that you're showing off. And it doesn't mean that you think that you're better than anyone else, right? Because people like to throw that around a lot. I've, you know, I've had people in my life that are no longer in my life who have said things like that about me. Like, oh, she thinks she's better than everyone else. No, that's how you feel. That has nothing to do with me. That's very much your insecurities speaking speaking volumes for you. That's what it is. It has nothing to do with me. I don't think I'm better than anyone else. My confidence or my contentment and happiness in my life or being proud of where I am has nothing to do with thinking that I'm better than anyone else. My my place in life is is my place. My purpose in life is solely that, my purpose. So, you know, I'm here to say that it's okay to be proud of the life you live. You know, the, 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 the life that you put your time, energy and intentional work into a good life does not come from, you know, luck or no one just hands you a good life. It comes from, you know, making solid, good decisions. It comes from constant improvement. It comes from, you know, putting the time and the effort into into cultivating the right relationships with people and and, you know, getting the support you the right support and and you're growing your circle and your foundation it comes from taking the time to actually create your life right and not just being a victim of circumstances or not just um you know um I'm losing my train of thought, not just being a victim of circumstances and not just being comfortable and settling for certain things. Right. Some people in life, they they just settle. They settle because they feel like they have to be with, the you know, in a relationship with the person they're with or, you know, they feel like they they're stuck in certain things. But that's very much a them problem. So them being in those situations should never make you feel guilty. And this is where you start to have to realize where you have to distance yourself or reevaluate the relationships that you have with people because you're not responsible for the way other people's lives are turning out or you're not responsible. You're there to support them. You're there to help them. You're there to be part of their lives, but you're not responsible for their their emotions. You're not responsible for for their feelings. That's very much something that they need to handle. And I feel like it's a very thin line, especially when it's somebody who is close to you in your life. You it's almost like you feel like you have to or you, you know, you you have to um, change something you're saying or you're doing. It's kind of like you have to tiptoe and it should never be that kind of that that kind of um, situation. No one else is putting in the work for you, right? This is your life. It as it could be as beautiful as you want it to be, right? It's you that's putting in that work. So how can you allow anyone else to make you feel bad for it or to make you feel guilty of it, right? So when you live this good life, you know, some people will either be there with you on that level, others will be inspired by it, or some people will end up judging you for it. And that's when you know, or that's when I knew it was time to reevaluate the relationships in my life. And evaluating, you know, your relationships kind of sounds like, like something complicated, right? It's really not. 
it just comes down to having categories for people in your life and knowing where they where to place them. You know, so for me, it's, it's simple. You know, my categories are my inner circle, my friends, my acquaintances. And after the acquaintances and is anybody else extra after that right like you know my co-workers people that I've networked with on a on a professional level um even social media friends you know people that um maybe even I don't I don't know them in real life but we have a good connection on social media we interact with each other there you know even through this podcast I have made some you know different and new kind of connections it's been really nice especially you know when I can um relate to people and people relate to me um, in some kind of way, but there, there's a, there's a connection, right? So that's that's the the last category, and I kind of just have different, you know, there there's different levels for these for these categories. So like my inner circle is filled with both my family and friends of mine who I consider chosen family, right? I don't even consider them friends. They're the people that even though we're not related, they're family to me. So those those people are number one to me. That you know, they're the ones that I trust wholeheartedly the ones that know me very well and I mean like know me on the inside they it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside they know me for me you know they 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 know there's like an authentic genuine bond between us and they're the ones who have always shown me loyalty and you know we're close enough to have any type of conversation we're honest with each other you know even the hard conversations if we need to have a hard conversation we have it there's never any tension or bad feelings afterwards and no one takes anything personally you know if one of us is being an asshole to the other one we were able to be like all right you're being an asshole what's your problem you know like in a, in a, not in a disrespectful way like in a joking way but kind of like saying what's what's going on it's almost like a sibling type of relationship right those those are my people those are my inner circle Right. And next after that is my close friends. So maybe we don't have that deep level of connection as my inner circle, but these people are still very important to me. You know, we celebrate with each other. We uh, in, have fun together. We're part of each other's lives. They're, they're, they're in my kid's life. You know, we 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 do things together and they're 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 still very important to me. And everybody else after that is everybody else after that. Right. So the people that I, you know, allow in my inner circle or allow to be my friend, and I say the word allow because it, that's exactly what it is. You know, you're allowing these people into your life. You're you're um, you're allowing these relationships. So I don't really know why people tend to get these feelings of obligations like, you know, like they have to hold on to certain friendships because of how long they knew the person or, you know, they keep in contact with a toxic family member just because they they feel like they have to because they're related to them. You know, there's a, there's a huge difference between trying to work on and rebuild a relationship with someone that you find worth in compared to holding on to something that's just not fitting to your life anymore. You know, one serves you and one doesn't. And you are 100% allowed to outgrow people. You know, it's part of life. And it took me a little while to realize this because I feel like when we lose friendships or, you know, we lose people in our lives, it almost makes you feel like you're failing at something. It makes you feel like, what did I do wrong? But it doesn't necessarily mean that you did anything wrong or that you're failing. Sometimes it's part of life. Like these things happen. 
you know, you either outgrow friendships or you experience those seasonal, you know, friends that sometimes they're just there for certain chapters and then they're not there anymore. But the closest ones, like your inner circle, those people should on some level align with you. You know, those people align with your values, your goals and your beliefs. And don't get me wrong. This doesn't mean that they agree with everything you know, with everything or nor will they even have the same opinions as you. But the, the important part is that those differences between you guys are never, ever big enough to change the friendship and that the friendship that you guys have built with each other or the relationship that you've built with each other completely, the strength of it completely outweighs any differences in opinions. And this is usually where true colors tend to bleed through Um and I, I've experienced this a lot, especially these past few years with all the chaos and the arguments that have gone on over politics in real life and even in social media. So since I touched on the topic of differences in opinions, I think it's a good moment in this discussion to bring this to social media, right, to the topic of social media. Now, some people argue like, oh, it's just social media, who cares? But they don't realize it matters. Like just because you aren't interacting with that person in real life and you're just interacting with them through a screen, it still counts. You know, it, it the comments, the debates, the emotional reactions, the tension, all of it, it's draining. And the same way that you can watch, listen, or interact with someone who's like inspirational and uplifting, right? It, you feel better after, you feel happier, it might change your energy, right? At least it does for me because that's why I love listening to podcasts and, you know, following certain motivational pages. But the same thing happens from negative interactions. Right. It doesn't matter in real life or in social media. Every interaction you have with someone leaves you with a feeling afterwards that just like, you know, if you're walking and you start talking to a stranger in the street, it could be a three minute interaction, a three minute conversation. But you leave that conversation afterwards with a feeling. It's the same way when you start engaging, you know, with people online and you know, the past few years, there's been so much chaos all over social media when it comes to opinions and, you know, everyone has a point of view and I have a point of view and they have a point of view, you know, including myself. I am definitely not innocent when it comes to this. You know, I am very much guilty when it comes to putting myself into that that world of, you know, opinions and politics and all that stuff. So I'm going to say one thing. I... I will never ever compromise, you know, the things that I stand for or that I believe in just to conform to anyone else's way of thinking, right? That'll that will never ever happen. But my expression now is much different. Right? My expression of my opinions or my expressions of what I believe in is much different. There were plenty of times in the past few years that I've fell down the rabbit hole when it came to like the never-ending debates uh, on social media with politics and, you know, but w what I've learned from that is that most people jump on these emotional bandwagons, right? And they never really have the actual facts of what's going on or they have pieces of it, but they don't have the whole fact, right? Because a lot of the time people are so emotionally driven. And I come from a place that I am, I am very much 
the type of person that's like logic over emotion. I don't care how cold I sa- that sounds. I don't care, how, you know, what people think of me when it comes to that logic over emotion. Right. And uh, most of the people, especially online, when, you know, they're, you're reading things that that, you know, make you feel a certain type of way, they want everyone else to react that way. And when you don't, it's like the end of the world. So not only that, the, the, these people lack the emotional intelligence that is required to see different perspectives. Right. Everyone experiences life differently. Everyone goes through different things. So they're not always no, no one is going to always have the same point as, of view as you. And you have to accept that. And it takes a certain level of emotional intelligence to understand, you know, to understand that piece. But but everyone's main goal or their objective online, it's like they have to win the argument. Right. They have to be right. And they have to win the argument instead of coming uh, from a place of being open minded or, you know, willing to gain some insight from another person's point of view. Right. It's just all about being ego driven and emotionally driven and wanting to be right and prove their point because that's it. It's all or nothing. Right. And worst case scenario or, you know, the last measure is to just agree to disagree. Right. But then at the end of it, I realize it's just it's not worth the energy. Right. And are these the type of interactions that I want to get from people? And are these the type of action, you know, interactions or the type of energy that I want to put out? Really, it's not. And not only that, it's it's not serving me in any way. So, you know, this is just to make a point that you are allowed to remove people from social media whose connection doesn't serve you. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you childish. You know, there's no reason to keep connections there that are just taking up space the same way you wouldn't want to keep people in your life who are taking up space you know who they, they don't support you they don't have good intentions for you you don't relate on any on anything right on any type of level you don't relate um so what's what's the purpose you know maybe this i don't know i don't know if this sounds like a crazy way of thinking because it's like i'm really truly evaluating every every interaction i have and everybody in my life but you know it, it's it's about being more intentional because if you look at it, it's yes, it is just social media, right? It's not real life. But these people that follow you on social media, depending on what you post, right? Because I know a lot of people that don't don't really post personal stuff. But for me, I do post personal stuff, right? I post my pictures and videos of my children. I post, you know, family moments i post celebrations i i share things sometimes that are going on throughout my day so maybe it's not super personal business but i'm still sharing pieces of me and pieces of my life so why would i want you know certain people to have access to that people that you know i don't really have anything with them i don't have a connection to them you know anything we've ever really had was negative especially online you know so these are all reasons for me to remove people and i let me tell you i would go down to 50 followers if that's how it was i don't care like the number of followers i have that it literally means nothing to me you know what's funny like a lot of people have told me oh, you should you should do like a blog or you should become famous on IG, you know, because I have the dog and the kids and like do a mom blog. There's there's so many of them out there. Right. But 
you know, I've always kind of played with the idea, but then I'm like, I don't have the capacity for that. Like, I can't imagine being one of those, you know, famous mom bloggers that have like, you know, 50,000 followers. Like, I don't I don't even know what I would do with that. It's 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 too it's too much connection. Like it's too it's too much. It leaves like an open door for people to have crazy opinions. Like I see some of these these bloggers online and they post such great stuff, right? Such funny things and like it could be the most innocent thing they're posting and then you'll have like a freaking Karen that'll come and comment and find something wrong with it. And literally it's just comedy and nothing's wrong with it, but you'll find somebody complaining or judging and I'm just like I'm the person that just has no capacity for that. Like, I, I will delete, block, remove. So I don't think I would be a right fit for something like that. That's kind of why I went into podcasting. Because I'm like, I like to talk. I like to share who I am more so than just pictures and videos and grabbing people's attention i i'm more of a connection type of person i'd rather people listen to my stuff and like relate to me and and you know subscribe to my show as opposed to like following me i don't know i'm just weird like that but i'm i think i'm totally going off topic here before i end this episode i just want to touch on one last thing um keep in mind while you're doing this work or you're you know, choosing the people to keep and remove for from your life, make sure that you're being conscious as well of how you are showing up for the people in your life, right? It's important. You know, I'm constantly working on myself so that I bring value to everyone's life that I'm part of, right? So I give them energy and I give back what I expect from them. Right there, there's they so that it comes to a point where there's they get something out of being connected to me. Right. I don't want people to have relationships with me or friendships with me, whatever, just because, you know, they've been friends with me for 10 years or they've they've known me for a long time or they feel like they have to. Right. I want to have a reason why they're connected to me and I want it to be, you know, genuine and I want it to have have meaning. I want all the relationships in my life to have meaning. You know, I want more connection. That's that's my purpose, you know, and and the only way I can do that or continue to do that successfully is by more self-growth, learning who I am and being the best the best version of myself so that I can give that to others around me. You know, in a world where everyone wants more followers, I think it's better to have real connections with people. You know, ask yourself, what kind of friend do I want to be? What kind of person do I want to be? Or how would I want the people in my life to describe me? Because if we're not here one day in this world, that's what's left. The way you made people feel, how you showed up in, in, in their life. You know, this is important. This is how you make a difference by the way you show up in the world and the way you show up for the people that matter to you. You know, the way you show up in every interaction, you know, and the same thing goes for relationships and, and marriages. But that's like a whole different topic and a whole different different episode. But, you know, to end this episode and and keep it simple, go get rid of meaningless connections in real life and in social media. Make room for better connections and always pay attention to the way that you can improve and the way that you show up in the world and for the people in your life, because all interactions count. I want to thank you for listening. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to my show, share it if you love it, and follow me on Instagram at skipthesmalltalk underscore podcast.